0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. My name is Connor, and you are listening to another episode of Film Talks. This week, we got, as always, three things that we're trying to tackle. First off, I want to talk about action movies, uh, dealing with safety standards and CGI, and how is that impacting um, the action genre? Can we get those movies that we used to have in the 90s, or is there just a new trend and we just got to face... You know what we're gonna be watching for the past, uh, for the next few decades, I guess. And then I have a couple like little mini stories, like Indiana Jones Five, uh, Star Trek, uh, Deadpool, all that good stuff. And then for the what I'm watching segment, we're gonna be talking about Black Widow, the uh, new, the the first Marvel movie in the last oh two years, I think they said. So it's been two years since a Marvel movie has come out and let's talk about it so with that let's get into it all right so uh like i said first thing i want to talk about action in movies being affected by safety standards and cgi first off i want to tell you about the story that i recently read about it had to deal with indiana jones and the crystal skull um apparently in that movie as always indiana jones he has a whip right you know you know all that good stuff uh harrison ford apparently went to, to to set and was like hey i'm going to use the whip and uh paramount i think they're the company who does indiana jones they were like no you can't uh we're gonna give you the handle of a whip and it'll be CGI because of safety standards and all that. And of course, Harrison Ford, being Harrison Ford, he's like, no, I'm gonna use the whip. And they let him do it because he's he's Indiana Jones and he can do whatever the heck he wants. But it, it may seem small, but I feel like this kind of encompasses a really big—I don't know if I want to say issue, but change in change in tone, I guess—that we're gonna see with a- action movies. Um, even within the 2000s and progressing forward, when you have safety standards that are rising and then you have CGI use, which is also rising, I think action is going to change because both of these things significantly change action. For instance, um, Jackie Chan, uh, just look at early in his career, right? Like he was doing things that are not safe at all. I remember hearing this story where he was he was just jumping onto a tree and then the tree limb broke and he he fell like a good ways and like smacked his head. And it was this big whole thing. Jackie Chan has broken so many bones and like, like he's 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 jumping off the sides of vehicles and hanging on to sides of vehicles while they're speeding down the highway. And on top, there was that one where he he walked on hot coals and he burned his feet and all that. And, uh, there was another one where he, I think it was, um, uh, what's that, what's that one with Chris Tucker where, I, I can't remember the, the name of the, the movie, but, um, where he's he's sliding down this pole and there's all these lights on it, and I guess the lights were so hot that they made the pole super hot and it burned his hands, but he held on and it's in the movie, and uh, you can't do that stuff anymore because, uh, I, I even heard that his production company his his crew the jackie chan crew won't get insured anymore because obviously it's it's dangerous and and if you can't get insured the movie won't get made unless you finance it completely by yourself which is what jackie chan kind of does now and uh, the same thing goes for tom cruise tom cruise is able to achieve a level of action as in his mission impossible movies because he self-funds basically Like the same thing happened to him where he was like, I want to do all this crazy stuff. I want to jump out of planes. I want to hold on to a plane while it's taking off. Uh, And insurance companies were like, no, you can't do this. You can't rock climb off the side of a cliff. We have stunt doubles. We have things that we can do to make this not that hard. But he he was like, no, this is my vision. I want to do it and he was able to do it on his own. But not everybody can do that. Like, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. He's, he's super rich, and he has the, the A-lister level that he's able to do whatever the heck he wants. Same thing with Harrison Ford. You know, that same level. Jackie Chan, same level. There aren't that many people nowadays that I can think of that could pull that weight or have that um, have that pass to draw upon to do whatever they want. So... I think this really affects the action genre. Like, how how are we going to have... What are movies going to look like in the future when we don't have these these actors and actresses who are willing to be like, hey, I'll self-fund and I'll put my body on the line for the sake of the shot. Like, I'll talk about Black Widow later on in the episode. There's this one scene where she's jumping out of a falling <laughs> fortress thing or whatever, and she's falling through debris and all that. You compare that to the scene where Tom Cruise jumps, like, free dives out of a plane, and you can feel the difference, because one of them is real, at least for the beginning, and Black Widow is wholly CGI. I think CGI will never be able to replace solid action, because uh, the weight of the people just isn't there yet. I don't know if they'll ever be able to get there, but seeing Tom Cruise, even, like, any actor really seeing any actor physically go through a stunt is always more uh, interesting or impactful than completely CGI. Like it's not like Marvel goes wholly CGI. Like there's there's that one scene where um, the winter soldier jumps out of this window in civil war and he falls a couple stories. He's on wires, but he's, he's really there. So it adds impact to the scene. Uh, So uh, I, and this kind of was um, a topic that was brought up in a Corridor Crew video, which I've talked about them a couple times on my channel. They're, they're a YouTube channel where they do CGI and stuff, and they talk about how they do it and all that. Uh, but they also bring on stuntmen, and they kind of react to things. And there was this stunt guy, and he was like, what is the future of action when you have... He, they were looking at these Jackie Chan movies, and they were like, you can't do that stuff anymore. And... Uh, CGI is getting cheaper to do instead of ensuring this guy so he doesn't die or get hurt and all that stuff. And um, then they brought up an inter- interesting topic that we're actually seeing a diversification in terms of directors directing action, all that stuff. It's not just regular guys like we're seeing uh, visual effects people going into directing, which is which is really cool because we're seeing a change in. Um, uh, a change in how directors are able to frame a shot for visual effects because they know what'll look good and what won't look good and all that stuff. And uh, um, then we're we're seeing stuntmen who are going into directing. We're, we'll take the guy who's doing John Wick. He He's a stuntman and he knows wh- how to frame a shot and what stunts look good on camera and what we haven't seen. And, So maybe that's the next step that action movies are going to take. We're going to see more people involved in action now behind the camera instead of, um, I I don't know how to say, just artistic directors directing action. So something to think about. Uh, Very interesting. So next up we have uh, a couple small little topics, right? So Indiana Jones 5, it's filming apparently. Or the on-set photos have been released and... uh, I don't know how I feel Indiana Jones 5. Like, apparently Harrison Ford is in it because, of course, he's like... What's kind of weird to me is how, like, he holds on to Indiana Jones, but, like, he really doesn't want to hold on to... to um, oh, what's it called? To Han Solo. Like, like he did, He wanted Han Solo to die, but, like, he refuses to let anyone else play Indiana Jones, uh, which is fine, but he's so old now. I, I don't know... Like, C- Crystal Skull was okay. I don't think it was a weird movie because of Harrison Ford, but he's just old. Like, I don't want to see an old guy running around. and I don't know. I don't, I don't see what the appeal is for that one. Uh, WandaVision. The WandaVision director is going to be taking on a new Star Trek movie. And, uh, I I know some people liked the newer J.J. Abrams one, and apparently the WandaVision director is going to be taking on a new Star Trek movie with the Chris Pine crew, um, which is interesting. So you're going to, you know, Simon Pegg and all those people, and they're all going to come back. Well, I mean, I guess it's assumed that they're all going to come back and play this, uh, I haven't seen Chris Pine do a lot of stuff recently, I feel like. He was in, um, Wonder Woman 1984, but, uh. I didn't mind those movies, so that would be fun. Another Star Trek movie. I've never been a big Star Trek guy. But uh, I feel like the third, third one? a third Star Trek, new Star Trek movie, they were kind of like grinding gears a little bit. I felt like they didn't really know what they were doing. So maybe, you know, change of direction. They'll know what to do with the franchise. I don't know. And then last up, we have a very fun interesting thing so i actually just found this before i started filming deadpool deadpool is now confirmed in the mcu i guess because he ryan reynolds on his youtube page posted a reaction of deadpool to his new movie free guy i think the ryan reynolds movie and he's in costume in character as deadpool reacting To free guy and next to him is Korg from Thor Ragnarok so it's Korg um, voiced by Taika Waititi I think that's how you say his name and Deadpool in the same room reacting to the trailer and that's that's it's so odd to think about but like I didn't when I watched it I didn't actually understand the implication of it but i guess this sort of means that you know they're still doing stuff i think it's kind of funny how ryan reynolds has is just is deadpool now i don't know if anyone ever like said he was like i feel like hugh jackman is wolverine and people were like yeah he is i feel like ryan reynolds just claimed deadpool and he's like yeah this is me and he just ran with it because he's just using it on his own youtube page now i'm sure disney gave him the okay i feel like they'd need to I don't know but uh check that out on youtube it's on his on ryan reynolds's youtube page um deadpool is now a part of the mcu and you get to see him interacting with korg a little bit it wasn't (laughs) i I thought it would be more funny than it was i feel like and at the end of the day it was still a pitch for you to watch his new movie which i am not going to but um i guess you could just look at a picture of it and you could be like oh cool they're you know, whatever. Uh, the the Loki show just ended. And so I think next episode, I'm going to do a review of the Loki show. Uh, Captain, ugh, I always do this. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. And I'll kind of throw them all together and talk about, you know, what I liked, what I didn't like and all that stuff. Um, I, I think I would, would recommend Loki. It was short enough that like, if you don't even like Loki, it's fine. But I, I didn't mind I thought it was very fun. So, uh, we're, we're just blazing right through this episode. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, let's get into the What I'm Watching segment, uh, where I'm going to talk about Black Widow. Uh, so, a long time coming, of course, uh, we finally get Scarlett Johansson's solo entry in the MCU. I, I, I really feel like it was sort of a disservice to kind of throw this out there after she's dead. Like, uh, there's there's some lack of weight to movies when you already know what's going to happen. And knowing she's already dead, like, the whole time I was just sort of like, okay, um, it, it actually doesn't feel like a Black Widow movie. And don't get me wrong, like, there's no way for me to, like, say, hey, this is Black Widow, this isn't. It has nothing to do with the character. I really felt like they were kind of pushing this other girl. Uh, I never know how to say her name, but Florence Pooh, Pooh, I don't know, PUGH. Uh, she was she was in uh, the Little Women movie and all that. Um, but she she was definitely uh, this this felt like a movie setting up Florence's character to become basically the next black widow. And her character was kind of more interesting, too. Like, she kind of carried more of the weight, if that makes sense. And, and I feel like a lot of my feelings towards this movie are because I already know Black Widow's gone. Like, she, she died, I guess. Spoilers, if you haven't seen uh, Endgame. But Black Widow died, so you watch this movie, and you're like, you're not really expecting anything from her because she can't really grow, right? Because you already know where she was in Civil War, and you know where she'll find, where where she ends up in Infinity War. So this movie is kind of just in the middle, and in the middle stories don't really—I don't know how to explain it, but I, I don't think they let you grow that much they're kind of just there to set up other things right i feel like that makes sense um if they had released it after civil war uh would it have been better probably because then because then technically she would have been the first female mcu movie which is what she probably deserved honestly instead of captain marvel um but uh, it also would have been better for the story, I think, because then um, it would have added more weight to her character. I, I feel like you can't have too much weight. Like then her dying in Endgame would be even worse, really, because I feel like in Endgame they kind of make her character appear like all she has is Hawkeye and 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 the Avengers, but in reality she has this actual whole russian family that she's leaving behind and that adds depth to that sacrifice it's now you're not just watching endgame and going oh she's given up hawkeye no she's given up like a lot of stuff um and i guess yeah now watching this movie you can just insert it and then watch endgame with that reference and be like oh yeah extra weight um but I feel like in terms of viewing, it would have been better to just do it chronologically. I, I don't know why they didn't. I really don't, actually. I don't know why they didn't. Um, maybe because they didn't believe that the movie would be successful. But, I mean, you're if you watch the, the box office and all that, it's blowing everything out of the water. It, it's making it look like theaters are back, which they're probably not. But, like, it's blowing up. And it's one of the biggest movies in a long time to make this much money. Uh, so it's successful. Um, at least for the time, but whatever. Uh, so let, let's get into my, my questions. So uh, is the storyline bloated or rushed? Uh, I didn't mind the storyline. Um, I thought... Um, my, my thoughts around Marvel movies are always the character moments are really good. Uh, the action is kind of just serviceable most of the time. In this movie, the action is a little odd, um, and I think this kind of goes into my third question, so maybe I'll just put them together. My third question is, does does the the movie kind of draw attention to the fact that it's a movie? Uh, there's a lot of there's weird CGI in this movie. and it's all it all has to do with the action. But it makes me kind of question uh, super soldiers in a way. It's kind of unrelated to Black Widow, but her her fake dad is a Russian super soldier. And it just makes me question, how many super soldiers are there? Because you got um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was all about how they recreated the super soldier serum. And then so it was basically just an army of super soldiers. And then we have a Russian super soldier, um, the what's what's his name? The Winter Soldier. He's a super soldier. Um, Captain America, obviously. I know I'm probably forgetting somebody. But, like, we have all these people running around. Like, Red Skull is technically a super soldier. But we were kind of led to believe Captain America is the guy. But you have all these people recreating the serum. So, like, how hard is it really? Like, Bruce Banner had to have really screwed up. Because in this universe, they said that he became the Hulk because he was trying to recreate the serum. But you had some, some bum you had some bum in a trailer doing it in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Ugh, I did it again. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, like, I don't know. The, the super soldier thing is very weird. And then on top of it, I feel like in the Captain America movies, when you see Captain America fall, he's falling from these, like, crazy heights, and he's kind of, like, getting hurt, but he's fine. Black Widow has this move where this this enemy falls from a really big height onto her back and is basically just on the ground and can't move black widow like smacks her body all over the place on the same fall and lands on her feet and has like the audacity to grab her shoulder and be like oh yeah that hurt no you should be broken on the ground she's not she's not even a super soldier and that's my thing like like captain america falls and it should hurt him but he's a super soldier so like you know, Black Widow is just a person who can't have babies. Like, that's the only thing that's different about her. And I get, I, like, yes, she's trained to be an assassin, but, like, that shouldn't stop you from getting hurt when you fall super far so that kind of takes you out of it a little bit for me the action the what about this like there's the there's at least two times where a car does like 30 flips and then black widow's like yeah like does she even have blood coming out of her mouth or anything like i feel like it's just her hair is a mess and she's like okay let's keep running i'm like what, what is going on like like you should be like really hurt right now but you are completely fine and you're ready to like get into a fight with somebody so like that that part was a little weird um but uh, again i never watch a marvel movie for the action scenes i'm not going to it for that i'm going to it to see like these characters going back and forth and i thought this movie had way better character moments than captain marvel and i know maybe it's unfair but i'm going to compare it to captain marvel because um i think that captain marvel kind of stole steam from black widow for no reason like black widow should have been that first female led mcu movie but they were like let's do captain marvel instead probably for narrative reasons but it still doesn't excuse it for me i feel like scarlett johansson you know was owed that movie and they didn't give it to her uh captain and marvel suffered in those character moments i didn't feel any like dislike i just felt completely neutral to all the characters i i think they didn't even like the camaraderie scenes, I didn't feel it. So look at me, I'm skipping all over the place. So my second question is, are the characters relatable? Boom, I just naturally flow into these things. So um, Black Widow, I thought, had some pretty fun, relatable characters. Like they were, they all had damage. I, I thought this movie, more than other MCU movies, did a really cool job of making some dark stuff work in these movies. Like Black Widow is a terrible person. She blew up a kid to kill somebody she wanted. And she was, and she like completely justified it in her mind when she definitely shouldn't have justified it. It was a terrible thing to do. Um, but she's able to redeem herself at the end. And I thought that was great. Um, her dad, fake dad is a bad person as well. Like, like they're, they're Russian spies in, in the beginning of the movie. So like, I guess maybe that's American propaganda, but Uh, I don't know, like, the Russians typically aren't good people. I guess, yeah, actually, how about this? It's not propaganda because the Russians are the bad guy in this movie because the bad Russian guy is, like, brainwashing um, little girls and turning them into assassins and screwing up their bodies and all this stuff. So, yeah, like, they're bad people, and they're aligned with him. Her mom, fake mom, is the one who came up with the brainwashing chemical thing. Uh, The only one who's different is her sister, But her sister still killed people, too, because she was brainwashed in the beginning of the movie as well. So they're all bad people. Um, And I don't think it shies away too much from their bad pasts. I think it makes it palatable for a wide general audience, which, again, it's a knock against Marvel movies that they're palatable. But I think it's so cool that they were able to make a very deep, dark material seem okay for kids and it is i mean i've my my uncle brought uh brought my um my cousins to that movie and they they seemingly liked it i and i liked it my parents liked it. everybody has seem seemingly liked it of wide ages and everything so i think that's you know two thumbs up for them like they're killing it uh, and then my last question is uh, do I like the characters or the story or anything about the movie that would make me want to rewatch this movie? And that's that's probably where I kind of cut it short for Marvel. I never really have a desire to rewatch their movies. Sometimes I will just out of like, it's been a while, how about I try this out? Um, I never feel excited to watch a Marvel movie. I think Typically, you'll try to like rewatch it to like get back into it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is what happened." But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would rewatch this movie, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. I think this movie has an audience of people who uh, I don't know. Are there people that like Black Widow that are Black Widow fans? I guess you would like this movie. I think. It's a little disjointed because I can't say, hey, if you like this type of movie or this type of movie, uh, you would like Black Widow because it's a little different. Like the beginning of the movie is pretty grounded and it's kind of like a Jason Bourne, Mission Impossible kind of spy movie. Um, and then they get into superhero territory, obviously, because um, their their dad is a, a superhero, the evil uh, taskmaster person is uh, able to remember people's fight moves and stuff perfectly and has super strength so that's a superhero once you start throwing like super powered people it, it, you lose that groundedness um so the the second half gets a little odd because then you get this fortress in the sky that's training female assassins that part was a little weird uh but they they tried to carry that spy thing through the whole movie uh, you have a little Mission Impossible move at the end where Black Widow is actually wearing her her mom's face, and you you think that the mom is betraying the family, but it's actually a whole part of the plan and all that. Um, yeah, I, so I I thought that there were there were good moments, bad moments. I thought the character moments I really liked, just not from Black Widow because again i i just feel like maybe it's because i already knew where her character was going but nothing that she did felt different it kind of just felt like oh that's black widow because her character is just such an all-knowing kind of stern um neutral character like she's not she never makes it known when she wasn't expecting something like she's kind of just always seems on top of things it's her actual little sister who has more emotion and expressiveness that i think would be a lot more interesting going into the future and i think that's a great time to go into the end credit scene where we see uh, julia louise dreyfus come in and she was in the falcon and winter soldier tv show and she uh, picks up the u.s agent character and is seemingly creating a team and in this one she goes to Black Widow's sister, and says, hey, why don't you essentially join my team? But she's hiring her to kill Hawkeye. And she, in the same breath, blames Hawkeye for killing Black Widow. So this could be really cool. Because I know they're making this Hawkeye TV show. What if Black Widow's little sister kills Hawkeye and Hawkeye's daughter and Black Widow's sister become enemies? That would be kind of cool. I really hope they go that route. Because I think Hawkeye is kind of done as, a, as an, the actor and the character are kind of done. But I think it would be a really cool dynamic to have the, the, the parent and sibling, these two people who really love each other like so much and have the offspring of one and the sister of another become mortal enemies. That would be a cool dynamic. I hope they go that route. But yeah, I think I'd give this movie uh, a pretty good rating because you know I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was worth it. I'm not going to give it a number, but I think a lot of Marvel fans will enjoy it um, because I think it brings some some interesting stuff into it. Again, you get that spy aspect of it, but um still getting that superhero element into it and i actually think that black widow does that that woman standing up to you know the patriarchy and those bad people a lot better than captain marvel does it like captain marvel is a little like eye rolly black widow does it within the narrative i think pretty well and so uh, you get less eye rolly moments so but i loved i love these characters honestly the ones that weren't black widow the the dad the mom and the sister so i would love to see another movie with those three i think they're they have to be setting that up because i think they were all really fun um very dry humor kind of people and yeah it was a different kind of comedy i guess because you know they were trying to be like russian people um And typically, and and I guess they were kind of all speaking kind of slow, and none of them were particularly smart. I felt like that was the funny thing, where Black Widow seemed to be the smartest one in the room, because that's what her character is, but the rest of her family were always kind of like picking fights with each other and saying stupid stuff and all that. Uh, So the camaraderie between this family was really fun for me. Um, And I I did sort of feel a little bit when her sister goes to Black Widow's grave at the end of... The movie where i was like ah oh, man uh, you know I, I i wanted to see more of them and you know maybe in the future they bring her back i feel like scarlett johansson's probably done for a little while same as uh robert downey jr but i wouldn't say it's my favorite mcu movie ever it was a great kick you know kick back into the franchise Um, I actually said after Endgame, hey, I don't need to see any of these movies anymore, but here I am still checking them out because what else am I going to (laughs) do? It's terrible, but why not? Um, But yeah, so check it out. It's on Disney Plus, uh, Premiere Access currently, so uh, $30 to view it on Disney Plus, which may be high, but I would honestly consider it cheaper than going to a movie theater, obviously, if you're going with more than three people, so it could be worth your time. Also, you're in your house and not in a movie theater, and you all know how I feel about movie theaters. So, yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with, uh, for those viewing on YouTube, bearing with my sun troubles. This is something, obviously, you all know I'm new to the using the sun as my light source game, so this whole episode is all over the place. The sun has decided to show up some days and not show up other days, and the clouds are all over the place. It's pissing me off, I gotta say. (laughs) And also there's this guy on the building opposite me that's distracting me because he's trying to wash these windows, and he's on this rickety chair, and the only thing that's holding him is this this rope. It's just a regular rope, and he just tied a knot to a pole, and he's going down 40 stories, so that makes me uncomfortable. Uh, But this is the stuff I have to deal with. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, check me out, Instagram, Facebook, Official. Check me out on YouTube at FilmTalks. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon. Uh, all the good stuff. And uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. I hope you all have a great week in the future and check out my, my newer episodes when they do come out. Hope you all have a great week. So long.